Hey guys, we are so glad to have you join us today. Um, thank you for watching, tuning in. Uh, we have something very exciting today, a little bit different than normal. Uh, we actually have two amazing young men, uh, leaders in our community, ministry leaders, pastors uh, who are leading a flock of people uh, to come to know Christ. I'm so thankful to have them with us today. Uh, we have Alex, uh, he's from Revive Ministries. Uh, they're in Mason, amazing group of people passionately seeking the Lord. And we have Jensen uh, Harper here from Andy. Antioch Church, right down the road from us, done so many events uh, with him. His kids are amazing. His passion and love for Christ is so awesome. Uh, so this is going to be good. We are going to be discussing um, some questions uh, that we have, uh, that people have about prayer, uh, some things that we maybe don't understand, some things that uh, you know we, we've maybe asked God about that I haven't feel like we've gotten an exact answer on. But I think the amazing thing about being a Christian is that we are a part of a body of Christ, which means that when things come up, when we don't understand things, um, when we need more information on something uh, that we might, may not be able to get ourselves, we have the opportunity as a body of Christ uh, to come together uh, to say, hey, you know, let's look at these things. And we get to discuss and grow together and grow in Christ. Uh, so today's going to be good. And I'm really excited um, to hear the wisdom that God's given these guys uh, through this discussion. Jensen, would you do me a favor and uh, open us in prayer, man? Sure. Sure. Oh, Lord, we need you. Uh, we trust in you. You are a good God. And oftentimes you put things and events in our life, whether it's the, the fallen man coming out or the fallen nature. Lord, we um, submit to you and we say, whatever you want to do with our lives, we'll do it for you. Um, Lord, help us understand you more and thank you for giving us difficult times so that we see your character on display. Where if we don't have bad times, it's hard to see goodness. We have no standard for that. But Lord, thank you for giving us these moments where we're able to uh, recognize that you are on the throne, you're good, and you teach us. You discipline your kids, and you give us difficult times whenever you want us to wrestle with the things of you. Lord, give us the words to speak. Help us to encourage the, the body. Help us to encourage those that are brothers and sisters in Christ in Lebanon, Ohio. We give this day up to you, and uh, we thank you for, for another day that you have chosen to give us. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 During this time where, you know, it can seem like maybe we're in a little bit of a valley in our country, um, in our lives, where it can seem like, uh, you know, where it may seem like we're, we're, we're kind of lost and confused right now, I just want to share a thought. You know, Scripture says, rejoice always. Um, that's very hard to do. <laughs> you know, that's difficult to do. Rejoice always in every circumstance. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In all circumstances. It is really easy sometimes um, to, to pray and rejoice and thank God when we're standing on the mountaintop. Uh, it's really easy to rejoice and thank God when everything's going smooth, when it's clear waters, um, and, and everything makes sense to us. But what happens when we find ourselves in those valleys um, as a people, as God's people in, in this nation? What happens when we find ourselves in those times where things don't make as much sense? Uh, are we still able to rejoice and be thankful um, and really show the people around us that we may not understand what's going on? We may not know what the future of this holds, but we know that God holds the future of this. And we're able to be comforted and rejoice in the fact that God is God of today as he always has been and always will be. Uh, so I just want to share that thought with you as you continue to 
go through this with your family um, and the people around you. Pray without ceasing. Rejoice and be thankful um, in what God's doing through even this time right now. So we're going to hop in uh, to this little uh, interview discussion type style. Uh, I cannot tell you how excited we are uh, to be able to do this. Like I said before, if you have a notepad with you or something you can write on, maybe a computer that you can take some notes, uh, we're going to be discussing very common questions, uh, things um, about prayer that that maybe you've been embarrassed to ask or things that you feel like everyone just knows so you didn't ask, um, we're going to be discussing those because I think it's real um, and we want to be real people uh, who are following a real Jesus uh, who have real questions. Um, and so we're going to answer some things today. I want to dive in here uh, to the first question and I'll toss it over to you guys to kind of discuss um, what is prayer and why is it so important um, to our walk with Christ? Yeah. That's a great question. Thanks for having both of us. We're really yeah, excited absolutely. to be yeah. here. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see the whole body of Christ get together and talk mm -hmm. about something yeah. really important. And I think that whenever we, we hear prayer, we recognize it as one of those core tenets mm -hmm. of the faith where it's most it's so important, right? There's mm -hmm. prayer, there's scripture, there's there's worship. And oftentimes whenever it's it's foundational, we can tend to oversimplify it. Yeah, like absolutely. the gospel message, oftentimes we can say, it's the most important, so how do we get the most important message and make it palatable? And oftentimes we can water it down and not actually get at the core essence of what it is mm -hmm. because we want it to be as accessible as possible. Prayer is, is one of the most accessible things that we're able to do. We're able to petition and conversate with God directly on mm -hmm. the throne, which is yep. an amazing thing. But oftentimes I feel like that we want people to do it. We want it to be a regular diet um, in their normal lives that we actually water it down and diminish oh, what good. it actually is. Yeah. And I think um, it's not like we're getting it wrong, but I think that we're, we, we don't give it the kind of value that I think it deserves. Yeah. Where in moments like this, whenever we have the luxuries of life taken away from us and we're not able to meet together, yep. we can... What we can do is, is we can just say, well, I'll just pray during these really hard seasons. And once I get out of those hard seasons, my prayer life goes away. And we, mm. we, our prayer life is dependent on the ebbs and flows of life. Mm. But whenever I read scripture, I don't see that being accurate. Well, I don't see that style of life meaning a biblical style mm. of life. Where prayer is the core essence of what we ask. Whenever Jesus teaches like how to pray to his mm. disciples... He refers to his daily bread. Give us yeah. this daily bread. Yeah. It's like if we're not seeking him in the in the dull, normal rhythms of life or in the mountaintop experiences or in the really difficult, deep valleys, mm -hmm. then we're not praying well. We're not praying in all parts of Absolutely. life. Yeah, love where you're coming from there. And I do think it's interesting, you know, um, I've, I've even found myself saying sometimes to people, well, you know, I guess all we, all we can do now is pray. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we get in that rhythm of like when all else fails, when everything else, you know, when we've gone and talked to the doctors and everything else, it's like all there is left is prayer. And it's like you read this like, you know, how he talks about watering it down. Like it's communication with like our Heavenly Father, like the creator of the universe. Like we could sit anywhere 
and be able to talk with our Father, you know, our Creator. And, and it's this amazing thing. And I think too many times we do water it down to where it becomes a ritual. We know we're supposed to do it. Um, but because of knowing we're supposed to do it and it being a foundation of our faith, it becomes um, this dull, ritualistic thing where we're like, all right, God, thank you so much for this food. We appreciate it. All right, have a good day. You know, and it's like, wait a minute. Like, you're communicating with the Father. You're communicating with the Creator. And it should be the first step of battle that we take in life and not the last resort. Yeah, Alex? Yeah, and I think it's so important that you mentioned that, like, in the simplest form, it's just communication with God, right? Yeah. But when we understand, like, in the in the grand scheme of the entire Bible and even the new covenant that we're walking in, right, when Jesus died on the cross for us and the veil tore in the temple, all of a sudden the temple becomes our heart. And not only that, but God's presence lives within us. Yeah. And so when we think about prayer, it's not just this task, like you said, where we wake up in the morning, we talk to God. It's like it's growing intimacy with the Father, the, yeah. the presence that's within yeah. you now. Um, even Jesus, being part of the Trinity, yep. prayed to the Father. Absolutely. And it showed this almost dependence and willful obedience to the Father's will rather than our own. So yep. when we're praying, we're constantly giving Him control. We're waking up in the morning yep. and saying, no, this day I want all of it to be guided by the Lord and not my own will. Mm -hmm. Even when Jesus is teaching uh, like the, the model prayer, he says, your kingdom come, your yep. will be Absolutely. done. Yeah. It's just recognizing that rather than living in our own way, now that Jesus sits at the throne of our hearts. We choose to say, no, Lord, it's your will. Yeah. So throughout my daily life, I want you in control. I want the Holy yeah. Spirit working through my life. And how we do this is we grow in relationship with them through prayer. It's not just yeah. a list of, I need this, I need this, I need this. Yeah. It's like, okay, if that presence is, is inside me, mm -hmm. if the Lord is guiding my life now, my prayer, my communication to him is growing this intimacy mm -hmm. with them to yep. where I want every step that I take to be guided yeah. uh, by him. So yeah. I think that when we ask what prayer is, it's really like a method where God has gifted to us to be able to grow in relationship with him. And it's Absolutely. just this incredible um, uh, ability and opportunity to say, Lord, like, mm -hmm. wow, I get to talk to yeah. the Lord who sits on the throne. Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. And I think on a, on a real, like, uh, you know, tangible level too, uh, all the time with, with our students, you know, uh, I'll say, Hey, do you want to know what you're going to look like in five years, you know, look at the people around you. Look who you spend time with. Look who you communicate yeah. with. Um, look at the people that you invest in and invest in you. And I think that even Jesus, under, you know, understood this as being part of the Trinity, it says in Scripture, that he got away uh, a lot to communicate with his Father because his goal was to be more like his Father. Um, and I think if that's our sole passion as Christians is to be more like our Father, there's this realization that if you want to be like somebody, you have to know them. You have to understand them. They have to have influence and impact in your life through communication. Um, and Jesus did this. And man, if Jesus did it, <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think that means uh, yeah. for sure that it's something that, that we have to do. I want to read this quote uh, real quick um, and then pass it back if you guys have any thoughts on this. C.S. Lewis, um, amazing writer, says, I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time. Waking and sleeping, it doesn't change God, it changes me. Okay, I absolutely love, I pray because I can't help myself. Um, something that I've realized is when I start to grow closer to Christ and I want to be more like Jesus, I want to I seek Him more, I want to have the attributes of, of, of Jesus, I, I want to share those fruits and bear the fruits of, of Christ, I realize that there is this, there's this like inner need through the power of the Holy Spirit that I like 
I have to pray. Like there, there's in every situation, my first response becomes prayer. It's not a last resort. It's not whatever. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to talk to, I got to talk to my God, my father. It's like when you have that best friend in your life, you know, you grew up with and, and something happens. Um, you know, the first one, you're like, oh my gosh, where's my phone at? I got to call him right now. Like I got to tell him what's happening. I got to tell him what's going on. Like, I can't wait to hear the response to this. It's because of that close intimacy you have with that person that there's this natural flow of I have to communicate with them. Um, and, I, and, I, and so I love that quote by C.S. Lewis. You guys mm. have, any, have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think what you're getting at is at, a high, at a, the highest level, it says right here, I pray mm. because I can't help myself. Mm-hmm. At the highest level, prayer is a way of recognizing our dependence and not just mm-hmm. recognizing it, but stepping into it. And what we do, um, one of the gospel shapes that we have at Antioch, it's called the gospel grid, where mm-hmm. there's a line and then it intersects with a fork. And so the line moving upward and there's a line moving downward diagonally. And between the two is the cross getting larger and larger. Mm-hmm. And what those two forks are is God's holiness. It's so great. And it mm-hmm. keeps rising, our, our, recogni- our recognition of how holy and good mm-hmm. God is. And that's the Christian life. As we progress in it, we start seeing how good and holy he is. And then the other line is a recognition of our sinfulness. We start mm-hmm. realizing whenever I stack myself against up God and his character and his goodness, I start recognizing how depraved and far from him I am. Yeah. But yet he still chose me. And so I think, de- yeah. I think prayer is a way of helping us walk in dependence mm-hmm. on him. Not just in, in that graph doesn't show we grow in holiness based off the ebbs and flows of life, of how good life is or how bad life is. But we begin to say, I only want to be in prayer because I want to be more like him. Yeah. If he really is the highest good, yeah. then I want to start yeah, walking absolutely. in that more and more. So I think yeah. at the highest level, it's a way of staying in dependence with yeah. him. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, actually, have anything on that quote? Or? Yeah, I just, I like that he brings up like almost like that, that holiness of God, right? Like when we're, when we're praying to him and all of a sudden he's starting to influence our heart, he's taking all those things that are not of him that aren't holy and taking them out of your life. And sometimes we think it's like, oh, like, do I really need purified? Like, I feel like I'm a pretty good person, but I think it's so much more. It's anywhere in your life that you're not guided by the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. instead, you know what I mean? He's taking those things out and saying, no, this is the way that I'm teaching you to walk in. And so like, as we're doing that, we're growing more dependent on God and less dependent on ourselves. And we're going to see how he begins to influence our lives so much more than, and in a greater way than we could do it ourselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so awesome. I do want to say, uh, before we jump into this next question here, uh, throughout this, if you have any other questions or or comments, um, or you feel like God has laid something on your heart as you watch this, uh, to even, um, you know, invest in this conversation, uh, you have the ability to do that, Um, you know, right below in the comments. We want to interact with you. Uh, We want to talk with you throughout this. Um, God has given us this platform to be able to do that. Um, So if you have anything that you'd like to share or say or prayer requests as we talk about this, um, you know, if you need strength in some of these areas with these questions, please comment below so we can so we can continue to have this conversation. We're going to jump into question uh, number two here. As as human beings, uh, we have this natural desire uh, for what we want. Um, this this fleshly natural desire for what we want. Um, and a lot of times, as you know, we're not kidding anyone. It can combat with what God's will is for our life. How can I find the balance in praying in faith? and leaving a matter open to God's will. So how do, we, how do we find that balance 
of praying for something in faith that we and in our hearts and our lives, you know, um, feel like may be the best step, praying that we have faith in that situation, that God can do what we're asking, but also at the end of the day, realizing that it's God's will no matter what, and that's what's best for us. Um, I think the interesting thing about this question is like, it really it really begins to question why you pray, right? Mm, is your yeah. is your prayer life to the Lord like this list of things that you just want Him to answer or accomplish, or is it because you're trying to grow in relationship with Him? Yeah, um, when we're praying and saying like, how do you find a balance between faith and leaving a matter open to God's will? Well, in reality, like we were talking about this entire time, like dependence on the Lord, when we're praying to Him, we're giving our life to Him. We're less looking at like, all right, God, like where are you going to produce miracles? Yeah. Where are you going to do this? Yeah. And we're just concerned with who God is and Absolutely. being in relationship with him. Yeah. It's almost like trusting his sovereignty, even according to his will, like mm-hmm. not basing it on what we think is going to happen or our response, yeah. but what he's saying, Absolutely. right? Yeah. And I think like that's so important to understand because sometimes we, we pray things and we question God's response or the timing of his yeah. response and we think, oh, he's not listening to yeah. us or, oh, like I'm not having enough faith. When in reality, yeah. I think our mindset's just wrong about what that prayer is. Mm-hmm. No, you're growing in relationship with the Father. You're Absolutely. growing and learning what it means to walk every step mm-hmm. with him. And so then we give it up to God's sovereignty yeah. on how he answers prayers, uh, how he performs yeah. miracles, the things that he does. They're mm-hmm. out of our control now because we're saying, God, we trust in you, yeah. not we don't put our trust in your miracles or your response. Our trust is just fully in you Absolutely. and who you are above yeah. anything else. Yeah. So no, I, think yeah. that, I think that's so good. Jensen? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I wish I learned how to pray early on in my life <laughs> yeah. where it oftentimes was where I viewed God like a giant vending machine where it was, well, that's desire, good. desire. Yeah. Okay, that's the one that I want. Yeah. That's the thing that's on my mind, and I want that. God, give it to me. And what I started recognizing as I progressed in my relationship with Christ was that, yes, this is a relationship where there are two parties involved in a personal Mm -hmm. relationship. There's two folks involved. And I started to think that I was equal to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I began to think, well, there's two people's interests in play, which I think the question's getting at. So it's finding the balance between your interests and Christ's interests. And I think that at the end of the day, what we start to see is as we grow in Christ, we start wanting more of him yep, to come out absolutely. and less of us, right? Yep. That's the picture of the gospel. Yep. And so we start praying based in that understanding that we want God in his nature and his goodness mm-hmm. in us right now. Once we've accepted Christ, we've confessed sin, and we're asking for his nature to come out more. The prayer is, Lord, make me more like you. Though we can't ask for things, it's not wrong to ask mm-hmm. for these things, but... Um, the reason why it's challenging is, is it, I think, in my mind, is challenging because is it okay if I pray for things? Yeah, absolutely. Is it okay if I pray for job security? Many right. of us at home are probably wondering, well, what's going to happen with my job? Right, absolutely. And yeah. when we start following Christ, we lay that down and we say, your will be done, yeah. your kingdom come. So yeah. number one interest is Christ, and we've looked through everything through that lens. It's mm-hmm. not like the two are segmented, but we say... Lord, it's why whenever he's teaching the disciples, te- like teaching them how to pray and mm-hmm. how to communicate yeah. with the Father, he says that your will be done, your kingdom come. And then he asks for, asks for his daily bread. And so mm-hmm. it's all through the lens of God's interest first. Um, early on in, in our history of the world, we started to, we thought that the sun revolved around the earth. And we thought, well, we're, we must be so big and <laughs> bad. And this, this 
ball of light is the mm-hmm. thing that centers us, centers around us. And then as we started growing in our understanding and knowledge of yeah. the truth, we started to recognize that th- this ball of sun is millions, that's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if no, that's true, it's, yeah. millions or thousands <laughs> we'll <go with> it. <laughs> larger yeah. than us. Absolutely. And then we started recognizing not only is it bigger than us yep. and it's greater, Absolutely. but we are actually moving around mm-hmm. it. We are actually the, the, we're small and we lack understanding. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's how it applies to yeah. prayer is we oftentimes can pray for things in faith. Yeah. But the number one lens that we view those things in is God's will. Mm-hmm. Lord, we're yeah. inviting yeah. your kingdom to come. Kind yeah. of like what you're saying yeah. about our bodies being the temple that Christ dwells in. Mm-hmm. We're asking for the kingdom to come in our heart. Mm-hmm. And then we're asking God to have the kingdom here on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And no, I think that's so good. Also, the, the, the other thing is the more that we pray and communicate with the Father, and the more that we walk in His will and dive into His Word and know, uh, begin to know more of who He is, the more our hearts, whether you realize it at first or not, the more our hearts naturally become inclined to His. Um, so when you start to pray, you'll notice a shift as you mature and you start to see Jesus differently and your relationship grows. You'll start to see that when you come to that prayer time, where in the past you might have come with an agenda of what you thought needed done and everything, you'll realize through your life that, um, you know, there's a song, uh, it's a country song, I believe, says, I thank God for unanswered prayers. You know, like things that we've prayed in our life thinking that, like, this is what has to be done. This is what needs to be done. And God didn't answer it. And then we get to see the fruit of God not answering it. And we're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much, uh, God, for for not answering that prayer. And that's through maturity. We get to see that as we grow. Um, And so what happens is when we see God start to not answer things that we ask for, and we see the success and the fruitfulness of them in our lives, we start to grow this trust and this understanding with God where you'll start coming into your, your prayer time, that intimate time with God, where your heart isn't even, God, here's what I think should happen. God, here's what needs to take place. Uh, God, here's what I'm assessing. And here's what I think needs to happen in this situation. You'll just start to come to that prayer time like, God, I love you. I trust you. Um, and although these things don't make sense right now, I'm not fearful. I'm not afraid because I've seen you work in my past. I've seen you work in my present. I know that you have a plan. And even though it may not seem like things are going great right now, I know that you are ultimately in control of this whole circumstance and situation. And the more we start to grow in Christ, the more we become like him, the more our hearts become inclined to him. And the less we even start coming to God, I think, in that in that way of, you know, here's my agenda, here's what I think needs to take place. And it's just now, it'll become more and more of just a God, whatever you think needs to happen here, I love you for you. Um, I trust you for you. There's been times in my life, uh, you know, where there's been a circumstance and I've talked to my parents about it. And my parents would say, we've got it. And I, and, and I want to know the plan. I do. I want to know the plan. I'm like, okay, well, what does we got it mean? You know, like, like what are you guys going to do, uh, you know, with this circumstance? But I have to know that I trust in them. I love them. I don't need to know everything because I know who they are. And when we start to realize that in our relationship with Christ, that it doesn't matter if you know the plan. It doesn't matter if you agree with what God's doing. You have to believe and know who he is first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I just wanted to... <clears throat> Add into that, you you touched on a little bit, but I feel like right now it's mm-hmm. so important to recognize yeah, that prayer with the with the Father directly combats fear, mm-hmm. anxiety, yep. um, any sort of confusion about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, when Paul's teaching the church in Philippians, he writes this. He says, "Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer mm-hmm. and supplication 
with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that he writes, you pray about everything, and then he says that that peace comes immediately after prayer. And I don't know about Paul, but I doubt that his prayers were answered immediately right in that moment, but he Mm -hmm. still had a peace that was in his heart, regardless if he got the yes. answer right then and there. Because Absolutely. he understood that the point was greater than just like, God, answer my prayer mm-hmm. and then I'll have peace. No, it's it's even those fears, those worries, those mm-hmm. things that we're anxious about, we give to the mm-hmm. Lord and we say, all right, Lord, we're praying about all this with thanksgiving, yeah. saying, Lord, we thank you before you even answer it because mm-hmm. it's just who you are. Mm-hmm. And that peace becomes instilled yeah. in our hearts that's and good. we get to walk in that and it guards our hearts and minds and we say, okay, we don't have to worry yeah. anymore. So. Yeah, well, I think that's so good. And I think a lot of it really boils down to um, having a relationship with Christ to where it's not about what he does, but who he is. The Bible commands us regularly to petition him and to mm-hmm. ask yeah. for things. Absolutely. Um, and I think what this question is getting at is how can we evaluate our heart? Are we really saying, am I the center of my prayers? Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a little complexity there yeah. too, because obviously I'm the most sinful person I know. So I'm <laughs> going to pray for I'm going to pray for me yeah. the most, mm-hmm. which sounds wrong, but at the end of the day, it is true. I I want to hate sin and get rid of it, but at the end of the day, Christ is asking us to pray and and to ask Him for mm-hmm. things because we recognize Him. We recognize Him as our Father, and He yeah, gives absolutely. us good gifts. Yeah. But yet we also want to be like Him and submit to His exactly. ways. And so this life of Faith is not easy. I think this is a really good primer conversation Mm -hmm. for prayer and should invite uh, New Freedom Church and those watching to continue to dive into the practice of prayer and what it means biblically. But I think at a high level, some of these questions are difficult, so it's hard to get into the the ins and outs of it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what's so amazing, uh, you know, about even this this conversation today. Uh, As I stated in the beginning, is the fact that. There is a lot of things in Scripture and in this walk with Christ, um, you know, at our young age and even as we grow. I know, you know, my, my parents have said to me, like, you know, we, we thought we knew so much and then we grew up and we're still learning and it's still a change. And 20 years from now, we, we don't realize what we didn't know then. And so I think the amazing thing about what we're doing today, about what we had the opportunity to do as the body of Christ is be humble and say, like, there is a lot to these questions. Um, that, you know, God is going to continue to teach us. Uh, so I think, you know, um, we're going to get some final, some final thoughts here, um, you know, on, on prayer. But I think, you know, one of the most important things is like, man, just, just be so in love with Jesus. Just be so in love with Jesus and, and have this longing to want to be more like him um, that, you know, he will naturally guide you and, and walk with you through this journey with him. I think, you know, when I love reading when, when Jesus, you know, calls his disciples, you know, they're fishing, doing their everyday thing. And when Jesus intervenes into their life, he says, come follow me. Um, and the disciples, not really knowing much about Jesus at the time, not knowing who he was, a lot about his ministry, um, you know, we have the luxury of opening the Bible and reading all about them and essays and everything else about who Christ was. Um, but these guys were like, we're in. You know, there was something about Jesus they were, they were drawn to. They wanted to see what this life was like, and they learned best, became some of the greatest believers in the world who pushed the gospel simply through walking with Jesus. Um, and I think that's so important because there is a lot to these questions, and they're very deep, and there's probably a ton of different thoughts. Um, in fact, if you have a different thought or something else, like I said, we'd love to hear it. We'd love for you to contact us, uh, talk about it in the comments. So we as believers, uh, iron sharpens iron. Uh, I love talking with these guys. And closing here, 
you guys have any other uh, final thoughts on prayer or what's going on right now, um, just anything you'd like to close with that maybe we didn't touch on as much as, as you'd like? I think uh, one thing I just wanted to mention as well is uh, I think sometimes when we are uh, praying or like learning kind of how to hear God's voice and, and all of that, I think it's important to realize that um, as we're communicating with the Lord, he's going to communicate through his word as well. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we separate prayer as it's like the separate thing. Like we mm-hmm. read the Bible and then there's prayer, yep. right? But in yep. reality, if we're getting to know the Father, if we're growing in a relationship mm-hmm. with him, we're going to know all of his qualities through mm-hmm. this book, Absolutely. you know what yep. I mean? And so to, to like add in supplication to prayer is that we're praying while we're reading Absolutely. the word, while we're understanding mm-hmm. truth and he's revealing himself to mm-hmm. us through scripture. Um, but uh, the only other thing I guess I, I wanted to mention is that at a time like this, you know, where it's kind of crazy and chaotic and there's just a lot of, uh, I feel like, fear and doubt in mm-hmm. the world itself, I think the church can grow and be strong and be a beacon of hope for those people because mm-hmm. we're relying on the Lord and not on this world. You know uh, what I mean? Right. We know yeah. that even when this world ends, we've got something greater. There's an inheritance waiting for us in heaven. And so I think at this time, when we are getting close to the Lord, when we are taking this time to pray and grow in relationship with him, it leads us to say, wow, we have peace, we yeah. have joy, and we can go out in this mm-hmm. world and say, wow, I'm going to give this world peace and joy because of what's inside of me, and that's Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just a beautiful opportunity to just be a light in this world yeah. right now. That's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that I've learned over the the course of my first two years of ministry is oftentimes I pray and I pray and it starts to get dull because I'm using the same words over and over again. And yes, you can spice it up with saying different things. (laughs) But at the end of the day, we have God's revealed word, which is what he's chosen to speak to us. He's spoken clearly. Obviously, there are times where he, he... um, maybe not in the same degree um, mm-hmm. he speaks to us, mm-hmm. but we have his word that he has chosen. And so this is my favorite passage, uh, Psalm 37. And the, the fourth verse says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires mm-hmm. of your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way of seeing the chronology of how we pray is delighting ourselves in God, recognizing mm-hmm. his goodness, and then asking him for things, asking him f- for us to... And so that's that's how we pray is is as we read rather than just praying and hoping that certain things come to our mind. If you one takeaway would be that if you want your prayer life to become more vibrant and robust, mm-hmm. is looking at the Word of God and praying the Word and asking for it to fill our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so, God, trust in the Lord and Absolutely. do good. Dwell in the land, befriend faithfulness. So, God, help me to trust you. Help me to do good for mm, you. Absolutely. Help yeah. me dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Let me be steadfast only through the working mm. of your Holy Spirit. That's and good. So that, that would be one encouragement I would have for people looking yeah. to sharpen their prayer life. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, you know, I work in youth ministry, um, and we have so many kids who are afraid to pray <laughs> out loud uh, because there's this idea of a wrong prayer. Right. Like there's this idea of like, that's no, I couldn't say that. You know, I don't want to say this. I don't want to say that because I don't want to be wrong here. You know, and it's like uh, I've had conversations with my earthly father, um, some really deep conversations, some super on the surface. I just want to talk to you conversations. Um, And so the last thing you know, I would add here is that, 
you know, the way you conversate with God, whatever your, that relationship is, how you grow that relationship, what your depth is, the words you use is your unique communication with your father. I don't talk the same to my earthly father as my sister does because we're different people. We come from, you know, different backgrounds. We have different personalities. You know, everybody has their own tone and style of how they communicate with, with their father. Um, I've been out to eat with, with Jensen before, and, and I love it when we sit down to pray if he, if he uh, prays for our meal, he'll, he'll, he'll say, Lord, thank you for the rice in this bowl. Thank you for the shrimp in this bowl. And I'll always start laughing. I'm like, that's very specific, but I love it. I love it. I don't do that when I pray for my food, but I love that the way his mind works and how he communicates with the Father is on that deep level of being very, uh, you know, personal about everything. So I just want to say, man, you know, how you communicate with the Lord, especially in this time, I want to push and encourage you uh, to do what we're doing today. And what, am I, what I mean by that is this time more than ever, as we start to go through these things, um, as, as the world starts to, get, starts to get tougher and tougher, you know, Scripture says that the days hadn't been shortened. You know, even the, the very elect would be led astray. You know, so the reality that, like, um, this thing is difficult. Life can get difficult. But we have the ability as believers to come together to say, hey, I need to know more about this. I need to be strengthened in this. Um, so as you might feel isolated right now, as you might feel quarantined or a little drawn out from your church body, I want to encourage you to stay invested. Um, I want to encourage you to ask questions. Contact somebody. Use the cell phones and the technology that God's given us to sharpen yourself during this time and strengthen yourself during this time uh, so that we can, we can be on fire, passionate Christians, seeking a lost generation of people who just want to know the truth. Alex, would you close us in prayer and then we'll uh, yeah, wrap this whole thing up. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you. Um, Lord, we pray um, continuously with thanksgiving, Lord, even at a time like this. Uh, we just want to find new reasons to thank you for, Lord. And uh and I pray, Lord God, that you are, you are guiding the church today more than ever to be a light in this world, Lord God. Um, as, we're, as we're growing in relationship with you, Lord, now more than ever, Lord, uh, with every, all the chaos and all the fear going on, Lord God, there's a peace that you instill in the hearts of believers, Lord God, that transcends and goes above all understanding, Lord God. And so we just pray, uh, Lord, that, that your will be done in this, in this time, Lord God. We know, even though we do not see it, that there is your goods going to come from all of this, Lord. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that we have the opportunity like this, Lord God, to, to still gather, Lord God, to still to be able to teach, Lord God, to discuss, Lord God, to love one another, uh, even when we can't be in close quarters, Lord God, and we can't meet like we traditionally do as a, as a, as a big church congregation, Lord God, you're still working, Lord. You have not changed because our circumstances changed, Lord. Uh, you stay the same, Lord God, regardless of any, any chaos, Lord God, any pandemic, Lord God, you have stayed the same throughout all ages, Lord. And so we, we put our hope and trust in that, Lord God. And so we thank you, Lord. We thank you that we even now still have the opportunity to be in this place, Lord God, to, to talk and walk with you, Lord. We love you, Lord, and it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. We love you, and we'll see you next week.